welcome to Two Brown Babies Podcast. I am with my government brother. He's still around. Thank God. And you're with PJ. The man, the myth, the legend. The person that has made Captain Detroit famous. How are you doing, government brother? Okay, so we got a lot to unpack there. Uh, first of all, you just mentioned Captain Detroit. You never mentioned Captain Detroit in, in these episodes. Was this, this, they're just starting in the middle. Like, okay, so anyway, um, but more importantly, like, still, still here. I mean, so, 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 uh, oh, you were able to cancel a hit? Well, you, did you put a hit out on me and then cancel it? Like, yeah. why, why are you surprised I'm here? Oh, oh my God, you have figured out my nefarious plan. Yes, everybody. I put a fictional hit. I'm a brother. Yes, a fictional hit. I hired Gargamel to do it. Gargamel for the Smurfs was supposed to, all he said is, hey, I need to be paid in Smurfs. And see, I couldn't kill any Smurfs, especially Smurf fat, because he's just so Smurf delicious. So, no. But if it was the Snorks, I would have been all for that because the Snorks are a second-rate uh, imitation of the Smurfs. Matter of fact, who was your favorite Snork? Uh, it's been so long. I just remember All-Star as the main character. Okay, that's all I remember, too. But who was your favorite Smurf? With the one that was blue with the white hat. <laughs> Papa Smurf? I enjoyed Papa. When you think of the Smurf, man, I used to watch it when I was young, I mean, would come on on Channel 4, NBC, um, and it was like, dun, 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 it was just so, so ominous. And, I mean, you just had the Smurfs, they were just living in one village. And now I think about it, poor Smurfette. She had to give out a lot of sugar. My God. Sugar, I mean, she must be tapped out of sugar after a while. God. Well, realistically, um, how does the reproduction of Smurf work? Because there was no other woman until Gargamel made Smurfette. So, um, there, there's a lot of questions there. Well, well, well let's talk about, let's kind of unpack that. Where do you think the Smurfs came from? I, I mean, they're obviously not regular creatures they, they seem to be some sort of mystical do you humanoid since they're you know very tiny and blue do you remember david the gnome from nickelodeon back in the day well okay this might be too inside baseball this was before you were even uh kind of cognizant of the animation uh fantasticness so we won't go there. So. Uh, yeah, I, I only know of David the Gnome uh, by a third party. Um, he, he's mentioned, or it's mentioned, in the epic rap battle between J.R.R. Tolkien and George R.R. Martin. Ah, <laughs> uh, so, like, uh, yes. I, I, I miss those epic rap, ba- rap battles. If you had a rap battle right now, who would you like to hear? Uh, Well, let's see. Um, Van Helsing and... I guess one of the main characters of the Castlevania series, one of the Ooh, Belmonts. No, you know what? Castlevania has been really good. I haven't finished all the episodes, but um, 
It has been fantastic, my friends. But back to the Smurfs. I think the Smurfs came from the gummy bears. I think the gummy bears, they uh, planted some gummies, and the Smurfs came out. Maybe. Or maybe Gargamel actually created the Smurfs. And the Smurfs kind of turned on them, and it was like a science experiment, and they multiplied, and I don't know. Maybe they're just a nice uh, gremlins, and no. But however they came about, I mean, eventually there was another woman in the Smurfs new generation, and they had Grandpa Smurf. So, I mean, they came from somewhere, somewhere indeed. So I'm gonna leave my audience, our audience, with this. La 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 la. Hmm. You know there have been different multiverses of the uh, the Smurfs. There's a new one out there, and um, yeah. You know, speaking of the '80s, do you have like a favorite '80s show that's not like the Transformers? I mean, the Transformers. Other than the Transformers, what was like your go-to show? I mean, I like to know. I mean, the the audience out there would like to know what was your go-to show. I mean, maybe two or three shows that you enjoyed. Let's see. In my youth, oh man, I mean there were there were so many shows. Um, uh, despite how padded out it was, I very much enjoyed uh, Dragon Ball Z, and for the two punches you get before they monologue for ten minutes, but uh, that's that's another can of worms. Um, I I like the yeah there was a lot of the Cartoon Network shows that would unfortunately get. Canned after like two seasons, Pirates of the Black Sea, uh, SWAT Cats. Oh, let's talk about SWAT Cats. SWAT Cats, SWAT Cats. That was great. Um, I mean, they were just gritty. They were tough. See, they would follow. Uh, they they came on actually on TBS at first, and they would follow. Either they come before Captain Planet or after. I just don't recall. But I mean, they just they were just so gritty. And they had that. What's the report? Uh, um. The lady in the pink dress, what was her name? That worked for the mayor? Uh, yeah, I... I, I uh, Miss Blossom. That's, that's Miss Blossom. It wasn't Miss Blossom. No, it wasn't. Uh, I don't remember her name. I, I know it was like Razor as one of the cats and T-Bone. Yes. And, 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 and um... Uh, Who's Agent Farrell. Agent Farrell. Agent Farrell. He would say the iconic line. Cats alive! That's a lie. I mean, that was just fantastic back in the day. I mean, I just thought this, it was gritty. It was tough. I was like, man, I get to fly uh, jets. And they were like, like cats that were alive. That, that, had, that were like humanoid cats. It's great. I mean, in my opinion, humble opinion, it definitely was better than Biker Mice from Mars. <laughs> Godly. Um, that was a show that came out in the 90s, too. And, uh, you know, a show that you did like, and we'll kind of come back to uh, Swat Cats, you really enjoy Mighty Max, Mighty Max. You did. Yeah, I, I did enjoy that show. And with the late, great Tony J as the voice of, uh, not, 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 was it Virgil? No, um, what was the bird's name? I can't recall, but, it, but I'm pretty sure Tony J was the voice, and... I mean, anything that Tony J gets to voice is baller. You know, he was the voice of, of Galactus in the 
in the ninety Fantastic Four series, but I, I I did like Mighty Mouse. You know, it's you know somehow a single kid gets a with a magical baseball cap is gonna stop this demonic overlord from taking down the world. So it was a cool show. Another show that I enjoyed in the late nineties, early nineties, um, and probably would not exist right now because of the cancel culture, was Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Let me tell you something. Uh, I had a classmate by the name of Kyle. Great guy. He's about to get married. Congratulations, Kyle. He, uh, we would make fun of each other. And he said, hey, you, you're kind of like Captain Simeon. Like, God darn it. I mean, you had me at hello. That was just a great burn. Uh, but now if somebody were to compare uh, me to a monkey in school, that person would be like canceled. But it was just a joke. Just a joke. So, Captain Simeon and the Space Monkeys. Waka, waka, waka. No, that's the Muppet Babies. And the Muppets. Fozzie. 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 La, 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 la. La, la, la. la. Fozzie. <sighs> ah. So, yes, that just happened. So, you got to get a peek into what my government brother enjoyed, enjoyed as a sapling, as a young person. You know what he did like, and we kind of moved into a space diet? Gargoyles. Tell me about your experiences with gargoyles. Well, we, we talked about Mighty Max and uh, Pirates of the Black Sea and Swat Cats, but Gargoyles is one of the shows, one of the few shows that I actually made a point to go back and watch. And I think it helped that it was on JetX. You know, back when I was still in high school, you run episodes. And as anybody who's watching shows reruns, particularly animated cartoons, it's like, why is it always the same five episodes I've seen like 20 times? Like, there's a big, play the other one. So uh, I was able to, you know, but go and watch the episodes myself with the advent of the internet making everything conveniently available and it's just it's just a brilliant show you know i mean i i don't know how that show got made because you know it's just it is dark you know and just like it is, it is you know you had that dark sonic show around that time and you had this dark gargoyles where you know it's not a whimsical palette it's dingy gray industrial you know new york and it's all some pretty frightening, scary creatures that get into rough and tumble adventures, but they got the show greenlit. But not only that, I mean, it's got a very strong central narrative, lots of world building, character development. They made an animated TV show, and you don't get many like that. You know, it, it, I mean, they, they were going to sell toys. You know, that's what any cartoon you know is geared around, and that unfortunate reality is what causes a lot of the American shows to get, you know. 86, you know, say, hey, it costs too much money to make this, and no one's buying the toys. So, like Ben 10, that show was on for a long time because people were buying those toys. You know, so Cartoon Network wanted to keep their, their cash cow going. God, I did love Ben 10, Ben 10, but Gargoyles, did you have like a one or two, maybe three favorite characters? Uh, I mean, they were all really good. Uh, I, I, of course, like Faylog. I mean, I. Uh, I like evil twin type situations, so, you know, having 
you know, Goliath's clone, who was a bad guy, was really interesting to to see. And, and of course, Elisa Madrigal was awesome. You know, just just kicking ass and taking names as as the the main character. Well, not not I guess what's the name? The duagonist, because it, it was like this show was about the clan, the gargoyles, but. I, you had to say who the main characters were. It would be Elisa Maza and Goliath, and then you know with strong supporting in this with the uh, the Xanatos. What what I, I I watched a few episodes probably a few months back, and it definitely had a hint of Beauty and the Beast as far as you know there was like this attraction between Elisa Maza and, and Goliath, and it's like are those two gonna get it on at some point and have like humanoid babies that. Or also gargoyles, so that'd be kind of interesting. Uh, Keith David, he was fantastic as far as the lead voice. I mean, just iconic as far as just his role and his gravitas. It was just really interesting. So Keith David, one of our iconic. We're coming up for Black History Month. Keith David is one of the better actors uh, of our generation, especially voice talent. So he was fantastic, also. And I just thought that as a leader, uh, Goliath had this. Confidence, but he also had insecurities too. But he was able to embrace his insecurities, and he was just able to be strong, but also accepting. And he kind of, st- at the end of the day, he was the original Vin Diesel. He wanted to protect his family, his family. <laughs> um, so yes, so definitely indeed, he protected his family. And speaking of which, I I don't know how they got him to do that show. You know, like. I mean, I, I don't. What, what is Keith David's? You know, because he was the president in West Wing, right? But that yeah, was no, no, was. not West Wing. Twenty four. Twenty four, yeah. But you know, before, no, no, and, no. Uh, Twenty four. That was Dennis Haysburg. Okay, the 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 Allstate guy. Allstate, and also for folks that don't know, he was also uh, Dennis Haysburg was also Pedro Serrano. And you might want to get like a sacrifice of live chicken. Now that he was from, and he got his start. In Major League. Wow, thing! You are amazing! And you make everything groove it! <laughs> wow, thing! Now, as, a, as a young man, Major League was amazing because I love baseball. You had Wesley Snipe, Darkness himself. He was in there. He played Willie Mays Hayes and said, Hey, I just, I'm going about 90. Ninety feet, and he was just so good. And you had the grizzly, grizzly old uh, Tom Berenger, who was just kind of, just in, kind of, about to leave. His his career is fledgling, at least in the in the movie itself. He was a catcher, and he was trying to fall in love again with his girlfriend. And um, he's had Charlie Sheen, who was trying to get his start. So you had just a cast of characters uh, that were just in that film. So, you know, uh, Major League, fantastic, fantastic movie. Maybe we'll kind of talk about sports movies at a, another point. But I um, wanted to kind of close the loop with um, Gargoyles. And I definitely enjoyed Puck because he had a dual personality. He was also Xanatos' um, assistant. What was his name? Uh, yeah, that, 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 I'm blanking on that. Yeah, one. That's okay. I, just, I just remember there was that one moment where it's like he meets this other guy because he, he's based his, his human appearance off of this other human being. And so yeah. it's just this quick 
a joke scene where like he meets that guy. Like, are you two related? Like, nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought Puck was interesting because he was uh, funny, but he had the the fantastic backstory of, of Avalon and uh, everything was interconnected. Um, so, so what was Steve David in? At live action. Like, I, I don't know. know, but maybe you should check your phone and type in well, Keith yeah. David. Well, while you look that up, I'm going to talk more about Dark Oil, just how I enjoyed it. Um, I, I definitely thought that Macbeth, Macbeth was one of the most interesting supporting characters as far as just, it, he, was, he was goofy. Know him? No, I named him. I mean, it's just, uh, just straight from obviously the classical book of Macbeth, he lived and he he had like so many purposes. So I just thought um, Macbeth as a character was great. Demona, thought Demona. I, I mean, funny story. Um, I I, I work with a girl named Demona. And I said, God, uh, is he gonna be hot? Cause this is before <laughs> I, I met her, but it's like, is he is hot though? Well, he's good looking, good 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 lad. Um, <laughs> but I mean, just somebody named Demona is like, oh wow! So I always think about gargoyles. So there you go. So absolutely. So those were some of my three uh, characters. Um, Broadway was interesting. That's good. Um, Demona's um, Danatos's um, girlfriend who became wife. I thought that was interesting. And then when they spun off onto ABC. That was interesting too. So, I mean, it was dark, it was serious, it had comedy overtones. I just thought it was a fantastic show. I, mean, I think it's one of the most underrated shows and starting to get his, um, his win with people. So, definitely. So, what does the internet tell us about Keith David? I see a, a, a lot of. He was in Platoon. Oh, man, that's back in the day. I think Tom Berenger was in that film too, but go ahead. Oh, The Thing. It's been so long since I've seen The Thing, I forgot about it. Oh, wow. Let's see. They Live with Roddy Roddy Piper. Oh, my God. That's right. He was in They... Oh, my God. I mean, that was one of my favorite movies back in the day in the 80s. They Live. We chew... I can chew bubblegum and I chew... Roddy Piper was done. Rest in peace, Roddy Piper. Yes. Uh, he was a supporting lead with uh, Roddy Roddy Piper. And that is like an iconic film as far as trying to get aliens and it's just it's, it's interesting so we went to uh what, what was it motor city comic con or, or, or uh, uh which one did we go that uh, we spoke to steven dorn who was wharf and he was also a character in that was in, the motor city comic con that was actually at uh cobo hall and well, well tcf yes tcf i will always call it Cobo Hall. I don't care about any branding. <laughs> it's Cobo Hall. I'm not calling anything TCF. I don't have money there, so they're not going to mess with my money. So it's Cobo Hall, my friend. That's where the giant fell off. That's where the Joe was from that, that one, but it's Cobo Hall. Okay, so is the DTE Energy here? Is it Pine Knob to you since that's what it was? Pine Knob. Okay, for folks that are living in Germany and listening to this, Pine Knob is an entertainment area. And um, it was brought off by DTE. They are energy. They provide electricity and, and gas. And they're horrible at what they do. They charge consumers an arm and a leg. They're like the true villains of the story. They're like some 
uh, conglomerates that just make lots and lots of money. They don't care about the people, but they say they're a nonprofit. But man, they profit and they go up on rates every single time. And our elected officials, they do nothing, nothing, <laughs> nothing. Any case, well, we, at least we don't have rate hikes like Texas. This is true. I mean, at least, I mean, they had a snowstorm and the world just ended. Uh, that was a few years ago. And Ted Cruz, who could be a, a comic book character himself, he said, I'm out of here. I'm going to Cancun while people just lambast and just kind of do nothing. How he is still in office is just insane. I mean, I, I get it. He's, Texas is heavily. Red, but could you find somebody better? I mean, good God. Okay, enough about politics. We'll just, just say it. I mean, you could do better than Tom, Ted Cruz in Texas. Please. Okay. And you could be better than a, a photo, the root, whatever his name is, uh, that's running in the Democratic side. Go away. You've lost, Beto. You've lost. Okay. So, in any case, back, back to... Um, comics and all that because we're a comic book, a podcast, pop culture. Absolutely. And um, I also really like the episode um, where they used the, the, the time travel device. You know, uh, time travel is always so cool. Cloning and time travel are two of my favorite uh, uh, tropes. Is that the right word? Trope? But anyways, um, story storylines that they can do. Time travel and clones. Like, super dope. Like, I, I read Spider-Man, he's got, like, a hundred clones. Most of them weren't viable. You know, you got Kane, who is this, this gruff, disgruntled clone because he's that's disfigured and, and he's dying. And then you've got Ben Riley, who was this perfect clone who the readers were tricked into believing was actually Spider-Man. And then and the convoluted thing, like, they, they milked the clone saga, going back to the old They milked it like Smurfette would be milked, you know what I'm saying? It's like milk dry. It's just, it's just... Just end, let it end. But they, they want more. Then there's Spider Side, who is his insane clone. And so, so Peter Parker has a lot of clones in the books. And uh, yeah. And then there's also the Ultimate Universe, where the Spider Woman is his clone. It's like so they have a female body with that they used Peter Parker's DNA and they made it female and gave her his memory. So. That, that's that's really kind of difficult for her to deal with. But I, I don't read the ultimate, so I can't really give a better answer to that. Uh, you know, that's, it's not a question of, of quality. It's just, you know, it's, it's just not my bag, baby. You know what I'm oh, look at you pull out that Austin Myers, baby. Okay. Yeah, baby. There's a Johnson! Oh, there's a big giant ballpark! Man, that was like a fun bit that they had for Austin Powers. It's a long, smooth shaft. Yes! <laughs> oh, man, Mike Myers, we just give you a cha-ching! Because you're also in Wayne's World, my friend. So, yes! Speaking of time travel. Let's see. Well, hold oh, on. Oh, Stick a pin on that. Let me see. So. All right, uh, and, and they had the, the the device with the Phoenix Gate. Phoenix and, Gate, and, yes. And, and, and 
that's one thing that I remember distinctly from the show because I, I thought it was so cool because it, it was in Latin. It's a, it's a desmadrato, muri tempe et intervalia. It's like, oh, cool, the magic stuff. That's so cool. And it, it was another episode they were body swapping and they had to spell and 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 for the spirit to be. And I know I'm butchering this one. Uh, for the spirit to be willing, the flesh must first grow weak, just long enough for stolen flight to pass from cheek to cheek. I think that's how the spell went. I just thought that, that is so cool, and 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 Macbeth was cool. It's like, wait, like, is that Sean Connery? Like, it wasn't Sean Connery, but it like but it's it sounded like on. Sean Connery. It was spot on, though. He Macbeth was just the ultimate supporting character. I mean, he was kind of like a supporting character. I mean, I have folks like. Storm Shadow and Quick Kit, but I'm gonna tell you, Matt Beth just had it. You know, that might be a great uh, next episode supporting pop culture characters. Who's your top 10? That's you know what, that's what we're gonna talk about next week or next episode. All righty, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Now, now you were saying something about time travel, you time know? travel. We happen to have seen um, Ant-Man, and we're going to talk about this after our break. And we're back. Welcome, my miniature listening audience. We're going to talk about Ant-Man and the Quantum Mania. What did you think about the film? I mean, I enjoyed it. Um, let's see. I like that we got to see more of everybody. You know, I, I'm, I'm really enjoying a lot of these Phase 4 sequels and just giving more characters stuff to do who were, you know, sidelined. Uh, you know, Cassie Lang gets more to do. Hank Pym gets more to do. Hank's wife, Jennifer Van Dyne, but yeah, gets more to do, and of course, Hope Van Dyne. Like, there's just, it's so much for them to actually get to do now that they've been established and whatnot. It it did become an issue, of course, that um, uh, this Kang was a bad man, Jamma, and it just kind of felt like they um backed themselves into a corner, and he just he had to lose, and so the, the his his defeat didn't feel earned. I mean they, they they worked. I mean I'm not saying they didn't try they put in a good effort. It just, you know his the MCU has a problem with um fodder troops that just seem really, really weak. <laughs> and I feel like these are the weakest fodder individuals I've ever seen. I mean like, like are are his troops alive in those suits? I mean like just are they robots? Are they, like what like they some abstract temporal entities. Like they just they just it's super easy to get away from them. They don't seem to have any peripheral vision or thinking. They just look like menacing and and and, and, and follow orders. So, but yeah, but Kang was you know he was very intense. You know I like Kang. As uh, Skeletor once said in a He-Man and Masters Universe episode, the henchmen were like mindless automatons. And when Echelator said that, I said, what is automaton? And I actually looked that up in the Webster Dictionary. So, go ahead, my government brother. Let's see. Um, I, well, like everybody will probably say, the, the point where 
he's able to use his suit to like immobilize and levitate people. You know, that was a very cool sequence. We'll get this from there. What did you think about the um, when they were kind of visiting the quantum mania, quantum um, manium resident? They were drinking like some of the Kool Aid or the bodily fluid. I thought that was interesting. The, the, the ooze. The though? ooze. Yeah. Uh-huh. I, I didn't much think about that. You know, it was just. Um, they, they had an issue where they couldn't communicate, and so they wrote in a solution. Drink the ooze or whatever. I was wondering. I wonder if they can kind of transport the ooze, and then that could be like a language translator for like everybody. So you, know, you just drink the ooze, and now you can learn about this is the all dialects and tongues immediately. There's no language barriers ever again. So um, I thought the film. I, I would firstly give. The film a solid seven. By the way, if you're listening to this, Liliana, hello, how you doing, John Baldry? Congratulations on your wedding. Um, I would give it a solid seven. Um, my issue was that the film kind of missed some connecting parts as far as I wanted to have a more of a connection to the uh, folks on the Quantumanium, like the actual residents. I thought they could have added maybe one or two more scenes to that. I thought it would have been interesting. I did enjoy the dialogue and just the time between with Michelle Pfeiffer and Jonathan Majors. I thought they carried a bulk of the, the movie. I thought now Jonathan Majors, which is serious. I mean, just Amens just don't lie to him. I mean, do not play with him. I will make I will make you live the death of your daughter over and over again. I mean, he was just, just brutal, and I loved it. I loved that he was just dark. He'd kick you in the face. He would just be interesting. My only, my biggest issue was that, okay, he's probably not dead, but I wish that he would have killed Scott Lang or maybe Michelle Pfeiffer's character. Just something can make, give it like some gravitas. Give it like some stakes to this, like, hey, I, I don't mess with me. You might send me into the uh, this quantum uh, probability field that I'll find a way to get out, but I'm taking somebody with me. So that that would have been like my one thing. I mean, that would just make the movie even better. Um, I thought that uh, Michael Douglas was fantastic, but I kind of got a little hokey with the ants. I mean, it worked, but it didn't. So I just thought like mm-hmm. they could have kind of figured that out and again I just wish they would have explored um, a little bit more of the residents of the quantum zone I did like Bill Murray I thought he was really funny good he's Bill Murray mm-hmm. he's one of the better actors and comedians of our lifetime he might be dad's lifetime too he's that old so yeah has he been in anything with Pfeiffer prior to that mm-hmm. Not that I can think of. I, you know what? I don't. I think this is the first time that they have been in a film together. Now I could be wrong. If not, if I am, I'll, I'll let you know in this episode. But yeah, they are. They were definitely chewing up the scenery. He chewed up the scenery, so it was good. Um, I did enjoy both of the uh, cut scenes as far as in credit scenes. I thought, again, I enjoyed it, but 
you don't want to get too hokey. So, I mean, Rama Tut is, is interesting, but you just don't want it to get like too over the top. And so I'm, I'm curious it's to see over the top. Well, you know, you know, for the the normies, I'm 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 a comic book hard on person, so I'm okay. But the normies, who the normal casual fan. So no, no, uh, normies, yeah, good boy. Yeah, the normies. So, so any normies, just let us know. Any questions, anything, just write me in. Protest me if you want, normies. Um, but yes, I I would definitely give it a seven. I think the oh yeah, Modoc. I, I thought it was interesting. But I thought it was again. Marvel killing another villain. And, and okay, here's my issue with Modoc. Um, he turned on Kang. Spoiler alert. Sorry. Um, I didn't care. I mean, I mean, maybe if they kept him alive, like one additional movie, two additional movies, you would actually start to have that gravitas or that, that meaning. I just thought, like, wow, okay, he's dead. Well, okay, he's trying to sacrifice another because he didn't want to be a dick. Okay, fine, fine. So it's like, but then Corey Stoll, who's a good actor. I mean, if you make it to Hollywood, you're a good actor, by the way. So, okay. Um, cough, cough, insert name here. Cough, yes. cough. Cough, cough. Um, in any case, um, I just thought that he was really a, he was really a dick. In the first film, he plays the. I just, hmm. I didn't think they could have picked a different person to do Modoc. But I guess for the purposes of this story, I take it. I'll take it. So I'm, I'm just curious what they're gonna do in the future. Are we gonna get King King again, the Conqueror? What other King variants will come? Uh, uh, look, 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 look at your favoritism. Look at your. That, that that clear partiality. You say, well, we I don't want it to be too hokey, but I'm I'm talking about how they could have properly done a giant head creature. Well, you know, look, this is kind of, we're talking comic books. I'm just trying to bring some seriousness to this. He's uh, a giant head. He is a giant head. Did you like that when he was like going in his suit? His little tush was like a little baby going in his suit. It was quite interesting. The tush baby. Yeah. Oh, that was just so in his little legs, little baby legs. It's like, oh, okay. Very interesting. So, I, I did. I saw uh, the, the second end credit scene as far as leading into Loki, as far as Victor Timely. I mean, they're just going on. What I will say is that they are going for the gusto. Kevin Feige is. But, again, hopefully we get quality. Uh, good quality. Yes. You got, you're raising your hand, got something to say? No. No? Okay. Um, definitely going for the gusto. And um, just looking forward to more quality MCU films and TV shows. The next uh, MCU show, I believe, will be Secret Invasion and Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, so, yeah. So, that's what I'm thinking about as far as... Um, <sighs> Ant-Man and everything else, but, uh, oh, yes, 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 um, it's been a while, it's been a month in between our, um, last episode, we filmed it in January, 
and it was the Super Bowl, but you folks don't care about football if you're listening to a, a, a pop culture show, but maybe you do. So, how about those Chiefs? But, um, you might care about a, a trailer by the name of Flash, and Michael Keaton is back as Batman. What'd you think about that trailer? Uh, remember that tidbit that he couldn't turn his head in the suit in the original movie? So hopefully they've been able to <laughs> update the design to allow for more mobility for the stunt person. Um, uh, and I, I remember asking, you know, myself, like, how old is this Bruce? Because, I mean, he looks like he's going to be doing a lot of action. And, I mean, like, Batman's a ninja, but still, like, he's going to be, like, 70 at this point? <laughs> I mean, like, how, what, what year is it for that Batman timeline? So... Uh, that's interesting. Um, so we'll see what happens with you know the real life uh, debacle for Ezra Miller. You know, obviously they're gonna try and get rid of him by the end of this movie. We so. would hope so. He's a crazy human being. Now I'm glad he's getting counseling, but God, that's like walking on a minefield. But I mean, as a as a as a nerd, and I am a nerd, I'm pre- Everybody that's listening, you must know, I we are nerds, comic book nerds. We love pop culture. I was just so amazed by the um, by the trailer. As far as like, oh, I think I might see this film because um, they nailed Batman, and it might just be a horrible film. But I'm interested to see if it's going to be horrible. Let's see, what are they going to do? What other surprises will they? Cool. I mean, what's going to happen? So I'm. I, I mean, uh, the Spectre will the Spectre show up? Look, I don't think the Spectre will will show up, but um, I mean, Ben Affleck's in it, so we'll see. And um, it just seems like a very positive. Uh, it could be a good movie. I mean, oh, I mean, they nailed Batman and for folks of a certain age. Michael Keaton is your OG. Uh, Batman, and um, yeah, he, they did a good job. Uh, all right, okay, all right. I'm, 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 I'm putting it out here. I'm putting this. You know, okay, we're gonna get. Uh, what's that? The, the dude that possesses people, Dead Man. Dead Man. We're gonna get Dead Man. We're gonna get Dead Man I, in, in the corpse of 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 Jack Nicholson's Joker. That's what we're gonna get. Really? Okay. So, so Jack Nicholson's coming back. Well, just justice. It's they're just gonna get the rights to his body. Well, Jack well, Nicholas no, well, is still alive, you know. Well, they don't want to pay him. I mean, so, so he's he be... said he would come back, and he wouldn't remember because he has Alzheimer's. So, therefore, bring him. He wouldn't remember he signed the contract. I'm so sorry for folks that wow. might be offended wow. by folks that have Alzheimer's. Wow. This is a memory joke here. But wow. he does, he still oh, does, man. I mean, he still does go to Lakers games. Hey, he goes to Lakers games because, well, they're not very good. So, yeah. Jack Nicholas said, everybody, he was great at Departed. Everybody died in that film. Were we supposed to get like a saga of prequels? Or we we were, but I guess. Like, <laughs> Avatar? That would have been great. I would have definitely dug a, a, a prequel. I don't think you need to do anything for the future. Everybody died. I think we're good. I mean, they killed Anthony Anderson. I mean, he was in that film. Like, ah! shot in the head and killed people. That's like, I mean, it's just what it is. So, 
Um, very impressed with the bat, the Flash trailer. Um, <laughs> I mean, it, it, it's not it's forty. Is like, uh, it's just so funny because I mean, you've got Batman insignia, like in the all right, overarching, overshadowing him. It's like, 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 please come see this movie. Please. please. So. DC has has no money. They need this film to be good. So I hope it is good because I'm gonna tell you, uh, Black Adam sucked. It was, it was a dumpster fire. It was Suicide Squad. It was not very good. So now you want James Gunn, who directed uh, Suicide Squad 2. And it was all right. It just wasn't great to now be the overarching person in charge of the DC Universe. Good luck, folks. We'll see how that goes. Uh, other trailers that were quite interesting. Uh, Transformers. I'm actually curious about it. Hopefully it'll be a good follow-up to Bumblebee. Uh, Fast and the Furious 10. Darshan, you'll be happy to know they're making another film. Um, yeah. The question is, is this the last one? Is it, no, actually, it's the last ride? No, there's actually one after this, I believe. Okay. So, so Jason Momoa is now playing a bad guy, we think. We don't know yet. John Cena's back in there. I, I liked, I enjoyed John Cena, so good. Uh, he's he's playing a Paul Walker variant. He is. <laughs> no, actually, no. He's playing uh, Don's brother. Um, what? That, that is what. That's no. What, that what? Have you seen? Do you remember the movie? No, no. That that was John Cena was Don's brother. Yeah, John Cena's in the film. So he's got another brother. I guess I don't know. Right, he should have another brother. See, see, if it was my film, I uh, remember Jesse from the first film. He died. Uh, he got shot or something. I would bring him back as the evil villain, but no, probably that wouldn't work. But it's just a thought. Um, but Tyrese is going to be in there. It's the same supporting cast. I'm looking forward to Fast and the Furious. You can take my money. You've been taking my money since the 90s, so why not more? I mean, I actually did not see Tokyo Drift. I, I just refuse. But um, when they brought that Don, Vin Diesel, that's his only bread and butter. Fast and Furious and Guardians of the Galaxy. Uh, I was sold, so. Bring me more. He's also, I believe, he's making another Chronicle of, uh, of Riddick, a Riddick film, so it'll be good. Yeah, it might be a pitch black, so. You know, I'm, I'm pretty interested in the film. I'm looking forward to seeing the, the movie. Indiana Jones, that looks pretty cool. Uh, it might be bad, but, you know, we'll see. So, any other upcoming movies or any other projects that you have seen before we sign out? Oh, yes. Um, we watched the movie with Santa Claus. You want to talk about that? Once you kind of finish staying on. It was with David Harbour. And uh, Santa, pretty much, is Santa Claus meets Home Alone slash Die Hard. Oh, yeah. So, absolutely. I, I, I was mentioning, you know, that descriptor to my brother that and he was nice enough to, to, to watch it with me. We were experiencing some issues with Peacock. So sometimes the dialogue was cut out and the movie was just slow to, to buffer. But we were able to get through it. And uh, it was just different, you know. Like like somebody said, what if Santa Claus was a violent murderer? And it's like, okay, um, that's a thing. And so it was it was a cool movie, you know, because it was just different. You know, and it just I like different. It's a... And so, in this version, Santa Claus used to be a Viking before he became Santa, and he he he, he crushed some skulls with his with his 
Hammer's the Skullbreaker, I think that's what it's called. And then, and so Sam knows how to kick ass and take names. So, and that's what he did in this movie. So it was from the same, I can't remember, it was director or producer of Bullet Train. So that thought that was, that was interesting. And I just gave it a watch because, you know, why not? You know, we've got a whole lot of stuff available to us nowadays in streaming. And, you know, you can sit down and commit yourself to 45-minute episodes or 60 if it's HBO. And sometimes you can, you know, find some hidden gems like this one. I agree. I, I really enjoyed the film. It was a nice escapism. Uh, a lot of people died. John Leguizamo, I give you some mad props. You were quite good. John, John Leguizamo is one of the better actors of our generation <laughs> or with the media. I mean, it's good. I mean, let's, let's think about the movies that he has been in. Carlito's Way, I believe. He was in... Wait, 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 wait. You, you trashed that. You trashed the remake of Carlito's Way. No, no, no. He was in the original one. Not, not the one with Pump Daddy. Okay. Oh, my God. That movie came out. That was horrible. Pump Daddy. Don't ever act again. Horrible. What blasphemy? That was a horrible film. That kind of little way remake or sequel, whatever you want to call it. It was the worst thing ever. I didn't even see it. I just smelled the trash. I once had my boss, my former boss, we were in like a, a training, like a, and she was sent to me. I can smell your fear. I smelled the crap of Carlito's Way Return. It was horrible. Horrible. I was young, and I said, don't see this film. And I didn't. And I tried Pup Daddy. Horrible. Just stick to music. Thank you very much. <laughs> so, 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 Carlito's Way. So, tell me about okay. Horrible. I mean, just like, just as very bad as Three Ninjas with Hulk Hogan. I want to see that film. Ah, <laughs> Hulk Hogan made movies back in the day, and they were all pretty bad, except for maybe No Holds Barred. But he was just playing himself. Maybe he was a perfect man, though. Oh, man. Ah! <laughs> um, yeah, so Santa Claus was quite good. Uh, in that film, uh, David Harbour, really good. And, um... He's going to be in an upcoming MCU, MCU film of Thunder, uh, Thunderbolts. Well, we're going to see some interesting things if you're an MCU fan. But uh, I, I really enjoyed um, David Harbour at Santa Claus. He had some really good actors. It was a good escapism, uh, uh, murder, death. Um, and just, it was good. So I recommend the film. And, um, I mean, there's a lot of binging um, to be seen and a lot of TV. I've been watching Yellowstone, and that has been amazing and depressing. The Dutton family, interesting. It will not spoil anything yet, but uh, a lot of tragedy in that in this show. So, yes. So, Ant-Man, give it a 7.5. Um, the trailers. Batman, I mean, it's, it doesn't leave the flash. We're going to call it Batman one, uh, 2.5. And, um, yeah. Anything else you want to add, my government brother, before we uh, conclude for today? Let's see. Uh, yes. I would like to thank all the listeners for taking time out of their day or multitasking 
grinder, food prep or workout, the listeners ramble on about whatever comes to mind. Uh, just uh, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you. It's a thank you uh, for listening. Thank you for being my friend. My heart is true. You're a friend and a confidant. Uh, that's from Golden Girls, my friend. Uh, so continue to love each other. Treat each other well. And we'll talk to you next time. Two Brown Babies. Yeah. Podcast. I'm going to go shovel. Okay. <laughs>